Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role joy plays in our own journey. Hello and welcome to episode 124. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week features an interview with body and confidence coach, Tanika Mason. She is a coach, a dancer, and a single mom, and I am so thrilled to have her join me on the podcast this week. What I love and what I know will resonate with so many of you is that Tanika is a true multi-passionate person. She's following many of her interests and working with clients in a multitude of different ways. From choreographing to creating life and business plans and strategies for clients, Tanika works with her clients to help them embody an inner, sexy, bold confidence. Her focus is to help clients unleash their confidence, allowing them to take courageous action in turning their side businesses into their dream businesses. What I really love about Tanika is one of the things she said, which is use the things you're confident in to shine. What I love about this that it is that she's encouraging people to highlight and play to their strengths. And that we should all take the things that make us feel good and go with those instead of trying to focus on the things that we think we should do. It's not unusual to fight what feels easy and think that the thing that comes naturally to us isn't like the thing that we should do. But I just love that Tanika is helping people go for the thing that feels right for them in order to really shine. Before we get to the interview, I want to say welcome to the show, and I am so glad you are here. If you're new to Jumpstart Your Joy, I am Paula, and I am a certified life coach, a project manager by day, a retreat leader, and I created this show in September of 2015 to share the inspiring stories of people who choose joy in their lives, even when it seems like the most improbable choice out there. If you want to find out more about the show or about me and how to work with me, you can find my website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can find show notes for this specific episode at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 124, 124. <laughs> Last week, I put out two episodes, and I have to say that I am so blown away at how many of you guys wrote in and commented about how much you love this brand new series, which is the Friendpreneur series. And it launched last week with my really good friend, Christy Tending. If you missed it, it's episode 123, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 123. And Christy and I talk about the ins and outs of being entrepreneurs, what works, what is hard for us, and how we juggle being moms and business owners. I wanna give a shout out and a thank you to Donia, Sheila, Michelle, Deb, and Doreen for all of your lovely comments and feedback. And of course, to Christy for always being awesome. Thanks, you guys. I also want to say a special hello to my listeners who are in Santiago, Chile, London, England, and Tamil Nadu in southern India. <laughs> I love seeing where you guys are from, and I love seeing these cities pop up in the stats when I check them out each week. So thank you for listening. 
Another special group that I've taken uh, notice of is the Sunday listeners. There's a whole handful of people who are tuning in on Sundays. So happy Sunday to you guys. I hope you're having a really restful and wonderful weekend. If you guys want to drop me a note about what you're all up to, about the city that you live in, I would love to hear from you guys. And I'd love to hear what's bringing you joy. You can send me a note at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. So, without further ado, let's get on to the show with Tanika Mason. Today, I am so excited to have Tanika Mason on with me. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. Thank you so much for having me, Paula. I'm really, really excited to talk today. Yes, me too. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what you loved most as a child or in school? What were your earliest sparks of joy? Thinking back to when I was a kid, I was very... I'm trying to think of what the the right words to say. Very different in that I love meeting new people. I was a military brat, so I traveled Mm. all the time. Every three years, I was in a different city or state or country. And so I always had to find ways to meet new people. Um, And I was kind of much of an introvert, so it was kind of um, difficult for me. But I always managed to find, uh, I guess you could say now, my tribe. And it was always the people that... uh, we're a little bit different like me, and I embrace being different and unique, but in that we loved so many different things from, um, you know, music and dancing. And I have a good memory of a friend way back when in Germany, we used to go to the library and get all of these gymnastics books. And we would go to the front yard with our mats, and we would try all these moves, knowing we've never, ever done gymnastics in our lives so there were a lot of falls, a lot of laughs, a lot of giggles, but that's just kind of what we love to do, just find things that made us happy and just went for it. So <laughs> those are my those are my fondest memories that I can think of from when I was um, a child. Yes. Oh, and I can relate so much. <laughs> my my background so my dad was in the Air Force, but then <laughs> he then became he joined retail and we moved a lot for retail, which was so bizarre wow. to have been military, but then moved for retail and yeah. There's something very different. It sets what? Yeah, there's something very different about having to go into new situations and find your way and find your tribe. Like I think it brings out something special in people. I think so too. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And I've also found <laughs> that then like I kind of crave change on a regular basis. And I don't know if that's the same yeah. for everybody or yeah. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I do. And I'm, I am like that too, as well, craving the change all the time. Like I always have to be doing something different. I can't be doing one thing all the time. Um, I I get bored very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Oh, this is going to be such a fun discussion. (laughs) Um, Will you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do now and, and who you are? Wow. Okay. So I'm Tanika Mason, clearly. Um, Mm -hmm. I call myself a confidence embodiment coach. And um, I guess if you're looking from a bird's eye view, um, I just really help women um, because that's who I specifically work with. And I have worked with, you know, small businesses and corporations and nonprofits and things like that too. But I really enjoy working with women and helping them to find their inner confidence and be able to kind of tap into it and embody it and then use it um, in their life and in their business to um, basically go out there and live that life that they've always dreamed of and build that business that they've always dreamed of. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. 
And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways I do that. So it just depends <laughs> on, <laughs> because again, I'm, I get bored easily. So there's a lot of different ways that I work with people, um, but that I absolutely enjoy. And it's the things that light me up and the things that I'm good at. And I'm able to, you know, help, uh, you know, my clients do the same thing as well. So. I, I love that as well. Um, yeah. And there's so much right in there. I mean, I don't, I don't know the best place to start, but maybe, maybe diving right in with like the confidence piece. Like I know having, you know, running a podcast and whatnot, it does take a lot of confidence to put oneself out there all the time. And so I don't know, what do you suggest to people what that would feel intimidated by either starting the thing or being in a role where you really are constantly putting yourself out there? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned and now it's something um, that I, definitely speak to my clients about all the time and even my tribe or community, whatever you want to call it, um, is you just have to do it. Um, The action is so, so important because if you have all those fears and they're creeping up, you know, you feel it in your belly, you feel it in your heart, you feel it in your brain, you know, your brain is telling you don't do that. You know, you've got to put yourself in front of all these people. Honestly, the only way that you're going to get over it is to just do it. Mm. And whether you fail or whether you succeed, you should embrace both because you can learn from both, obviously. So, um, and this is something that I've, I think, struggled with all my life as well. I never wanted to put myself out there. I was very um, humble. I was very quiet. Don't do this. You know, don't say that. Don't do this. And honestly, Mm -hmm. it's like you're living in a shell or a bubble. and I realized over the years, many, many years, um, that I was unhappy and unfulfilled because I kept living by what everybody expected me to do. So instead of doing that, I've now flipped, kind of flipped the script. And honestly, if there's things that you want to do and you fear them, I say go ahead and and do it. Give it a try and see what happens because the only way that you're going to figure it out is by actually doing it. Then you'll be able to discern, you know, is this something that makes me feel good? Is this something that lights me up? Or that I almost have a heart attack and I can never, ever do this again. But you'll be able to make the decision for yourself whether you should, you know, that's something you really want to do or not do. So Mm -hmm. definitely take the action. That's my biggest, biggest um, thing that I can tell you is just take the action. Just try it. You know, if you're scared to do the live on Facebook or Periscope or whoever, you know, whatever you're doing it on, just do it. Give it a try and see what happens and then go from there. Yes. Oh, and I love all that because, yeah, I mean, I, I tell my own my own podcasting clients, mm-hmm. like, you just, there's a, one, good news is there's only one first time. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> once yeah, you rip that right. Band-Aid off once, it's done. Even if it was horrible, I mean, you can erase the thing. You don't have to share it beyond yeah. the initial thing, but, like, yeah. getting over yeah, getting over the initial butterflies is like, yeah, then you're right. Then you kind of have this new um, baseline from which to mm-hmm. operate and see, okay, what else did I like it? What did I like? What didn't I like? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I also love that you're saying just go out there and try, you know, Facebook Live or whatever. Um, yes. How do you kind of balance that out? Because what one of the things you just mentioned was that kind of I mean, I'll re I'll reinterpret it, but kind of the discomfort, whether that comes up in like kind of a coach word would be somatically if if people are coaches, but like that means in your body, like if it's the butterflies or the nervousness or the shaking of your hands, like 
how do you acknowledge that, but then push through it? Because I think that's the thing. That's where people get stuck. It's the body saying no. And so you're like, I don't want to feel the discomfort. So I'm going to stop right here. Our bodies are so um, used to protecting us. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you just have to look at it differently. And honestly, what's the worst that can happen? So I'm not saying to go out of there and jump out of a plane, you know, go skydiving and you've never done it before. You don't get a lesson before anything like that. But, you know, what is the worst that can happen? Yes, you're getting these butterflies. Yes, you can go ahead and do that Facebook Live. And yes, you may stumble, you may mumble, you may have no idea what to say. Um, But what is the worst thing that can happen? One thing is, okay, people are going to see you as this person out there on the Facebook Live, and yes, you're mumbling, and yes, you may have stumbled across your words. There's ways that you can press for that so that you don't look as bad as you think you may look, but then honestly, the other side of it is that people may see, oh my God, she's a real person. This is not scripted. This is genuinely her. This is somebody that, you know, it was funny. I loved it. I'd love to see more of her. I'd love to see what her next live is going to be about. Um, And sometimes you just kind of have to be more lighthearted about it and kind of make fun of yourself. Um, Honestly, I think it's very brave um, if somebody does take those fears and completely just throw, throw it out the window and just take it on head on. And I think that will show so much more and it will come through more because I think people, and I know people can spot, you know, a fake person or someone that's um, being dishonest. They can, they can, you can get that from people, especially if they're doing a live or if they're doing a podcast, you can tell who are the fake ones and who aren't. So I think really what you just have to do is just, again, just to, to do it. Get out there and do it. It's the feelings. And honestly, I've turned it around to where if the butterflies are really huge, then I'm like, okay, I've got to do it. That's, you know, if this is really, really scaring me, then I really have to do it. And if the butterflies are just, you know, little flutters and it's like, oh, okay, I'm playing it in the safe zone and I don't want to be in the safe zone. I want to stand out. I want to do something that's going to challenge me because if it challenges me, you're going to continue to grow and grow and grow because the next time you go to do something that you're uncomfortable with, um, you're only going to learn from the experience if you take it in the right way and take every, you know, all the feedback, all the things that you get from it. So I honestly believe the bigger the, the butterflies, probably the more that you need to inch towards it and go ahead and just try it out and do it. So mm. that's, that's, that's what I think. I didn't used to think that way, but I've definitely changed that. So that's, I think, again, the bigger the butterflies, the more that you should probably step out and do it and give it a try. Yes. What changed for you? If you, if you don't mind sharing, where was the place that you had felt like this was scary for you, but then you kind of embraced it? I have to say probably, um, I think I've known all my life because I've grown up, um, again, in a, um, a military family, um, to a single mother and, I've always done what I thought was right, um, according to the quote unquote American dream. So I went to college and I got a degree and I got a full-time job and corporate marketing and I've done all these things. But as I got older and started really to take in what was going on around me and how I really felt, um, I felt miserable. Um, When I started, um, I've always had side businesses and I've always worked 
in corporate world as well. And I never, ever put my all into my side passion businesses that I had. But at the end of the day, those were the businesses that I loved doing. I loved teaching dance. I loved doing marketing and creating websites for people. I loved doing those things. But when I woke up in the morning and went to my full-time job, I was absolutely miserable. So then it dawned on me, you know, a couple, probably say about four years ago or so, I was getting into the online business world. And I was trying to, again, fit myself into a, I guess, a cookie cutter. This is a coach. This is a business consultant. This is what you should do. Do this strategy. Do this. Do that. And you'll be great. You'll make money. and You'll be happy. And I was absolutely miserable for a year trying to mm-hmm. do my business is that way. And I think it was one night, um, my youngest, I'm a single mother as well. My youngest was really, really sick. It had to have been like four in the morning. Um, and I just couldn't figure out after a year and a half why I wasn't gaining as much traction as I thought I should have been. And then I said, you know, honestly, this is not fun for me at all. I know I love being an entrepreneur, but this isn't fun for me. So I thought and I thought and I thought and it came to me. It was that big, I guess, epiphany moment that everybody has when I was like, wait a second, I'm passionate about this, 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 and this. Why don't I just create my business around these things I'm passionate about? Because I can help other people with these, these things. And so that's where it kind of all stemmed from. And ever since then, and that was probably about two to three years ago, ever since then, my journey has been completely different to where I enjoy everything that I do. Well, not everything, but just about everything. Um, things just flow, the abundance, the, the, the money, the freedom, and honestly, the feeling inside that I um, have a purpose and I have a passion and I have a dream and I'm actually going after and chasing those dreams and achieving them. That's what completely lights me up inside, and I can't imagine doing anything else outside of that. And so that's kind of how all of this came about to where now I want to help other women be able to tap into the things um, that make them feel confident, make them feel happy, make them want to live and, and make sure that their purpose in life that they are actually fulfilling and trying to do. So that's kind of how all of that stems, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Oh, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, and it is an interesting thing because I think there's probably a lot of people like when you said you had followed what was right and and what was expected, kind of following the American dream as it's scripted out for so many or just scripted out, I guess, is like, Mm -hmm. I think so many people were probably nodding and saying, yeah, I, I can see that I'm doing that. And yeah, I like there's a whole bunch of stuff that I don't like about my nine to five job or whatever that is that they're doing um, that felt like the path they should follow. Um, So looking at it from a different perspective and, and following your, your purpose and and your passion and then finding a way to bring that into reality as a way to also make a living. Yeah. I I think that is, I don't know, is that maybe being crafted or being scripted as the new American dream? I I think so. I think we're in that day and an age where things are just, I mean, things are changing all the time anyway with technology. Yeah. And now, you know, to be able to work from home and mm-hmm. get, um, have clients from all around the world, um, that's amazing. And to be able to do things with them that I absolutely love doing it, like, like really literally lights me up inside. I get so giddy and excited when I get on a call, call yeah. or yeah. I'm, you know, recording a new course and I get to, you know, when, um, 
I love doing Q&As and I love when my clients or my community comes in and they have all these questions. I love it. I love it, especially when they're mm-hmm. talking about stuff that I love to talk about and I can help them with it. So, yeah, I think we're definitely in a new day and age. And um, now it's a matter of making sure that other women are doing the same thing because we all deserve to be happy. Absolutely. Each yes. and every one of us. And I think as women, we we handle a lot. <laughs> we mm. do a lot as mothers, as um, employees, as uh, just women, period. We, we take on a lot and we do a lot. And I think, honestly, it is time for us to think of ourselves first and what lights us up and makes us happy. Because honestly, when we do that first, then everybody else around us is going to benefit from that. So that you know, that's just the foundation. It needs to, it needs to happen. There's no, <laughs> there's no, no, you should definitely take care of yourself first or no, you know, take care of the kids first and do all that. No, you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. First. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, and I think I'm imagining you mentioned that you're a single mother. I'm sure that you see that probably in a very a, a different way or a special way and that it's very present. Like if you don't take care of yourself first, there's, there's not a, there's not a fallback. So so how, I don't know, how do you, how do we balance that as, I also have a son, he's seven, um, oh, and it isn't, okay. <laughs> he's a handful, yeah, <laughs> a, del- yes, a delightful are. handful. <laughs> how do we do it? I mean, I, you know, I have a partner to work with, but I think the reality of it is, as it's hard for mothers and it does feel like a lot of these things get kind of piled on. I mean, either that it's we're allowing it. I think maybe some of it we allow it to get piled on because we feel like yeah. we have to do all the things. I don't like the word balance, but how do we juggle it? Um, so I don't like the word balance either. So it's kind of cool <laughs> that you don't either. So yeah. I, I, <laughs> I try to think of it more as like harmony, like everything mm-hmm. just plays together in a nice way. <laughs> so, um, you know, for me, especially being a single mother that, I'm all that my boys have. I have two boys. I have a 16-year-old and a four-year-old, and they're both, they both act like they're 35. So, (laughs) (laughs) and they have me. They have to depend on me. And honestly, you know, any of the times that I was working my corporate America job or working for a nonprofit or whatever the case may be, when I came home miserable, unfortunately, I brought that back with me. It kind of changed my demeanor. It changed everything about me. Mm -hmm. Now it's so different to where, you know, I'm working, um, doing things in my businesses that I love. I'm happy all of the time. Well, not all the time, but, you know, I'm happy doing the work that I do. And um, honestly, I talk to my boys about it. They know um, I'm kind of, I think, training them to maybe consider the entrepreneurship uh, route as well. And even if not, if they're going to do the whole nine to five or career job type thing, just to make sure that they find something that they absolutely love. Don't settle for anything else, you know, outside of that, because I want them deep down inside to be happy. And for us women, you know, we definitely put that on the side burner. It's always, you know, make sure the kids are happy, make sure the husband or the partner is happy, make sure, Mm -hmm. you know, the animals are happy, make sure the people at my job are happy, you know, but again, has to start with you as a woman inside within that self-love that confidence is going to come out because it is deep down in there you just have to figure out what it is that kind of makes that tick and how to use it 
to unleash mm-hmm. it into the world. And I think women don't do that often enough. I think nowadays um, things have changed and we're getting to that point, but it's going to take a lot of work. Um, it's going to take a lot of us women coming together to do that. And so um, definitely we're, we're, we're getting there. But again, women, especially because we take on so many roles um, as opposed to uh, a male or <laughs> um, somebody else, we take on all the roles. You know, we put, we clean, we can, you know, I work under the hood of my car sometimes. So there's tons of things that we take on as females that men sometimes just, just you know, they don't or they don't have to or they won't. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, as women especially, we have got to look out for ourselves first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even just talking about it, I mean, whether it's here on a podcast or recognizing it with your friends and, and not what, not accepting it, that it's what, just not accepting that it has to always be this way, meaning you have right. to do all the things or just admitting to each other that, you know what, I'm tired or yeah, exactly. <laughs> this feels hard or I need yeah. help. <laughs> exactly. And we don't do that enough. You know, um, yeah. For example, in one of my, in my community, I have a couple of communities, in one of my communities, a Facebook group, um, mm-hmm. the, the women, they don't speak up enough. And I'm trying to, and I was like that way back in the day as well. So it's, it's, it's a process and you have to get into the habit. But I think once women figure out that, hey, I need help and it's okay to say that you need, need help, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's a courageous moment. Um, to be able to speak up and say, hey, I'm here. This is what I do. And yes, I have a question about this. Or, hey, this is what I'm good at. This is my expertise. Yes, let me answer that question for you. So, and I think that we've just been too accustomed to, to holding back and holding, not everybody, but most females are, you know, been accustomed to holding back just a little bit too much. And now it's time to, this is definitely the best time to let loose, throw your kind of inhibitions to the wind and really go back to making yourself happy and finding those things that make you happy and the things that you're confident about, use those to propel yourself forward in your life and in your business. The point that you just made there about kind of the confidence being, it's almost like a, there's two sides to it. One that we're confidence can come out and that we may not ask for help, but it also comes out that we're not always talking about the things we know we're good at. It's, that's so interesting. (laughs) Then we kind of isolate ourselves into the, like, I don't want to be what I don't want to play too big or I, I don't even know what it is, but it's interesting that it impacts both sides. Like I'm afraid, not specifically me, but I might be afraid to ask for help, but, and I'm also, I don't want to shine too bright. Like, Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think we all need to realize is that it's okay. Um, I think, you know, well, I know for a fact, we're all, you know, worried about being judged as well. But honestly, again, this day and age, past couple of years, things that have happened out in, you know, social media, entertainment Mm -hmm. world, politics, all of the things um, around women as, you know, it is our time and it is okay. And yes, people are going to hate on you. Yes, people are not going to um, what you do or, you know, what standpoint you're taking on a certain issue or a topic, but who cares? <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about you, what makes you happy and you feeling confident in all that you do. And then voicing those um, concerns or voicing, you know, your expertise, all of those things start to come into play. And it's just 
it's it's time. It's 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 way overdue. And I think luckily the day and age that we're in right now, it's a lot. It's getting a lot easier to be able to do that. So um, very exciting times. I'm very very excited about everything that's been going on in the world. Um, you know, a little disheartened with some things that are going on, but not to get into politics or anything like that. But that's why we need to stand up for what we believe in. And that's why we need to make sure we know how to get into, you know, get our inner confidence going, figure out what it is that makes us tick and so that we can be able to get those messages out so that we can take courageous action um, Mm -hmm. towards the things that we want in this world. Um, That's the only way, you know, honestly, I see a female being the next president. So (laughs) that's, that's where we need to start going. We need to start women. Us women need to start taking over the world. (laughs) That's kind of, yes, that's, that's, that's where I stand from. That's my soapbox. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know one of the things I'm super excited to talk to you about is that dance is also one of your great passions. And I'm imagining that it kind of, there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of tie in with embodiment and dancing and confidence. And I don't know if you want to just kind of, um, I was going to make a bad pun about dances through it, but if you want to, <laughs> if you want to walk us through what all that is, because I, 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 I can't wait to hear your wisdom on it. Oh boy. So dance is like my dance and music is like my number mm. one passion. And I've been dancing since I was, I think probably my mom would say like in the womb, but mm. from what I know of from pictures and videos since the age of four. So, so that was years ago. Um, and I've continued to do it all my life. And so now as I'm getting up there in age, um, I still continue to dance and I will forever. I always tell people if I am um, 100 and if I make it to 105, I will still be dancing because what dance and music does, it's amazing. It, it transcends languages and communication. There's so many ways that it's creative and you can be expressive. If I'm angry, I can dance it out. If I'm feeling dull and boring. I don't have a lot of energy. I can put on a song that I know is going to get me up and moving. And then again, that boost of confidence comes in and it's like, okay, after I get done dancing, I can take on the world. So what's next? So the dancing for me has been a part of my life for years and years and years. I'm not going to date myself or age (laughs) myself. And here recently within the past probably 15 years or so, I've really been doing a lot of more sensual type movements and teaching Mm. different dances to where, um, well, for example, just to put it out there, um, I teach women how to dance in heels or I've taught, I teach women how to dance on a pole or I teach women how to do burlesque. And those are really empowering types of dances because, first of all, a lot of people um, attach, I guess, the stigma to it that, oh, you're a stripper and that, you know, you just take off your clothes to make money. And honestly, I've never stripped a day in my life. I've, you know, and I don't talk down on people that do that as well because, you know, they do that for a living or they do that because they love it. But what it is is the way, I guess, people have always thought that, you know, dancing in big, high, sexy heels or dancing on a chair or dancing on a pole is kind of maybe too sexy Mm -hmm. and always been kind of forbidden and not, you know, a lot of the women that come into my classes, they're like, oh, you know, we're going to dance on a chair today. You know, they're very shy, very coy. But I can definitely guarantee you by the end of that class, after they've learned a couple of moves, 
um, the confidence is building up within themselves. And then, you know, you throw in a song that they absolutely love that really gets them going because they're, you know, familiar with it and it's something they've always loved. Then you see, I swear, you see a different type of person walk mm-hmm. out of that room when they are done. And that's only because um, I think they've been put into a situation where they are comfortable. It's okay. Um, we're not downing um, dancing on a pole or dancing in heels or dancing um, in a chair. We're not downing any of that whatsoever, but we're just able to express ourselves um, in a way that makes us feel good inside. Um, you know, sometimes just doing a simple hip circle, it loosens up. You know, there's a physical fitness component to it as well, but then also just the expressive part of it, too, that really just lets you be loose. You Again, letting your inhibitions just kind of go to the wayside and just really feeling the music and flowing. And as you're letting those things flow, that confidence starts to, to rise. And again, you feel like you can take on the world. And so that's where I've kind of evolved to. I still do all types of dances, all types. I'm always willing to learn new things. Um, I'm always doing different styles. And um, especially with the women that I work with now, that's probably the most number one requested type of dance they want to do is the more sensual type moves um, Mm -hmm. and music and apparatus or whatever you want to call it, equipment that we use with it. And that's probably the most requested. And I think, honestly, the whole world may have a guilty pleasure in wanting to dance on a pole or dance in some high heels and, you know, throwing on some music that just really makes them feel good. And it's okay. We let them know. I let them know that it is okay to feel that way. Um, And then once they do it, you know, some people may not like it, but then I don't think I've had one customer that said they haven't liked it at all. They don't like doing those types of of movements or those styles or that, you know, type of music or whatever we're doing at the time. So it's it's been something that I've been incorporating into um, working with my clients to just adds another, I guess, layer, another way to tap into that confidence and figure out what it is. But it's all about, again, lighting you up inside. And if it makes you feel good and you try it out, you're a little scared or hesitant to um, do it. But once you try it out and you really um, absolutely love it and fall in love with it, then, oh, it just, the, 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 the floodgates just open up. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just, I'm such a confident woman right now because I can do this. And mm-hmm. I can do that and I can take on the world and I'm going to do so. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the place that I come from when I do teach those types of classes. It's just very uh, empowering. It really, really is empowering. And the women that I've seen come through, a lot of them have been in bad relationships. They're just getting out of a bad relationship where the man completely dictated everything that they did. And now this is kind of their time to just release. And when they release, they feel so much better about themselves, better about life, better about, you know, whatever it is they're experiencing. And, oh, it's just, I, I, I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I could talk days and days and days about all of it. But, yes, that's, <laughs> that's in a nutshell kind of what I do with the dance and where it came from. <laughs> oh, Tanika, I love it. Well, and I mean, it strikes me, too, as you're talking about it, women don't necessarily have a way or what it's almost like we don't have even a vocabulary to really like express sensuality or express our own you know that's that side of our personalities you know it's 
more impl- what it's more taught to us to be very careful don't be too sexy like it's interesting because exactly. this kind of ties back into some of the things that are coming to light uh, back to the me too mo- you know situation it's like you know, we're told to be careful because we don't want to be seen as too sexy because then what happens? And of course, no one really ever talks about that. Well, you know, because the other parts of the answers are could be like, well, you might enjoy yourself, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, Right. And even just an experience I had like in coach training, um, one of the lead coaches, Valerie, you know, had us us walk through literally a bunch of different kinds of walks. And one of them was like, Mm Just let go and walk as sexy as you can, you know, as if you're going down the grocery store aisle and you might even hear the the boxes of things fall behind you because you are that sexy, you know, and we all giggled. But then you're right. Like everyone embodied that. And we were like, okay, that's fun. Like (laughs) that feels good to be that person in my skin. Exactly. Exactly. And unfortunately, I think um, as, if you, you know, look back into the, you know, years ahead, I think only because society says, you know, back in the day that, oh, you can't be too sexy, you know, you can't have your chest out, or you can't have any cleavage showing, or you can't wear that short, those short shorts, because, you know, people are going to look at you a certain way. It's been ingrained in our heads for so long. And unfortunately, that's society that made all of this bad. And so now it's our time to no judgment. You know, mm-hmm. you do what feels good for you. Um, because when you do things that feel good for you from the inside and out, that's when your life will change. And there are probably other people out there that you will touch or come in contact with that will see that. And then now you've just made a stamp on their life. They'll now get the confidence and courage to do the things that make them feel good inside. And so it's like a chain effect. And I think as we keep doing it, I remember when I got into pole dancing, I got certified to teach um, my first pole class. It was like, oh, my God, I'm going to a pole dancing class. I I can't tell anybody about it. I went with my best friend. We went and took the class. And after the class, I was like, oh, my God, I'm hooked, absolutely hooked, not only for the physical things that it does for the body, but just because I feel good. And why can't I do the things that feel good to me? And so that started, you know, years ago. And ever since then, I've just been on this quest <laughs> or journey, especially for myself, but now working with my clients as well to tap into the things that make you feel good, that make you feel confident, so you can use it, again, to take over and completely live your life and your business the way you want to. Mm, yes. Oh, all the yes. <laughs> all the yes. Yes, to that. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so funny. I mean, I, it's also striking me. There was another guest on. Her name is, well, her stage name is Velvet Eau Claire, and she's a burlesque dancer. And, oh, and yeah. very, yeah, she's so much fun. I mean, I'm just really, the uh, the understanding of what that embodiment of joy, I mean, really, if you get down to it, it's like it's following what what lights you up and and even if it seems like it's a little bit taboo, I, I think diving into those places that maybe don't feel like you're supposed to go are oftentimes the places that are the most joyful for people. Because right. once you get rid of and shed the taboo or whatever that stigma is around it, you realize there's nothing like this is not there's nothing about this that's weird or unusual. <laughs> like exactly. this is just, this exactly. is an expression of who I am. Exactly. <laughs> I think one of the interesting things to explore. Because clearly you love dance and I, and I love hearing about it. 
from you because it's clear that it just lights you up and it's so amazing. How does that tie then into confidence and marketing? Because I have a sense there's a really big full circle moment here. It's a huge <laughs> full circle moment. So I can definitely give you an example. Okay, so I've had my dance and fitness studio for, I think it's almost been about 10 years now. And looking back on the first few years, it's pretty much all the years that we were actually open, um, I never really talked about the business. The business had its own identity. I never attached myself, Tanika Mason, to my dance and fitness studio. The dance and fitness studio had its own brand, and I just worked there as one of the instructors. Um, and so when I look back on it, I never really did any marketing. Um, I really never um, talked about the business and how passionate I was about it. I never, um, you know, the other instructors, because we had other instructors, they talked about it a little bit, but we never really took stock in what that business was and the great things that we were doing for the community as well as all the clients that were coming in to take classes from us. And so when I look back nowadays on that, it's like, wow, I really missed out on a great opportunity. It's still a wonderful business and we love it, um, you know, to pieces and our clients will come to us and we're still doing things actively for it, but we could have done so much more. Now that I look at it and now that I'm actually changing some things up in that business, now it's completely different to where I'm so confident in the things that we do for the business. I'm confident in my abilities and my skills, you know, with the business itself, all the different types of classes that we bring about, the ways that we can help people that we want to scream it from the rooftop. And so when you have that confidence, and especially in what you are doing, to say that you're an expert in doing um, Facebook ads. Um, when you're confident in that, you need and want to talk about it. You want to market it. But if you're not confident in anything and you're doubting yourself and your skills, then you're going to do that in your business as well. You're going to cower. You're going to be afraid that somebody's not going to like what you say. You're going to be afraid put, you know, those stories out there, put an ad out there, to put um, yourself out there, your business out there, because you're not confident. So when you start to build up that confidence, especially from the inside, and you completely um, know the ways to tap into it, then you can use it to market your business. And that is something that a lot of um, women don't do, whether they're scared of marketing or they just have no idea how to market. And sometimes it's not about, you know, again, the strategy or the formulas and all these different ways to market. Sometimes it's just a matter of, um, you know, saying what's on your mind, um, getting to know people and building up, you know, relationships and communicating with people. That's what's going to help you market. So my marketing may be a little bit different than, than other people's marketing, but once you start building those relationships and you start talking about your services and what you do and what you put out there, as long as you're confident in that, it's going to show in everything that you do. Therefore, you're going to start attracting the people and the right people, the right clients, the right businesses, the right, you know, people that need to come and hear your message and that are going to want to work with you. So they definitely go hand in hand. And I think if you probably talk to a lot of people, if they're not confident at all, they're probably not really marketing their business at all. 
Mm. Um, and so they definitely, definitely go hand in hand. So once, you know, I work with my clients and I talk with them and we figure out the ways that make them feel confident. And there are some things, I call them, I guess, like pillars, things that you should be doing um, that are going to help to build up that confidence. And it's all about little, small, actionable steps that you can take, things that you can do here and there in your life and in your business um, that you can do. Once they start to do those things, then it's like, wow, I, I completely know about Facebook ads. This is my wheelhouse. This is what I do. And you start to show up as a confident person. You may not realize it or know it, but then you start to attract those right people. And sooner or later, it all just hits and it all makes sense. Wow. The confidence. I know what to do. I know how to tap into it. I know what lights me up inside. And then when you're passionate about it and you're talking about it or you're putting an ad together or you're on a phone call with somebody or you're out speaking at an engagement or even just networking with people, that comes across. And people are attracted to that. When they're attracted to it, then they want to know who you are, what exactly it is that you do. They start to follow you. You start to build your community, your tribe, and then they start to buy from you. So that's kind of, you know, the process that I take my clients through is, again, finding what it is they're confident about, not going out there and saying, okay, I have to do the accounting, I have to do the HR, I have to do the graphics, I have to do the website. No, 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 no. Stop doing all of that because there's a few people that can do all of those things that you need to do in your business. But if you find the things that you are absolutely an expert at, that you're good at, focus on that. Let that shine. The people are going to come. You'll build up your empire and you, you can outsource those other things that you aren't good at. Or you can, you know, spend some time maybe learning a new task or a skill, which that's fine too. So, but again, it's, again, really tapping into that confidence, what it is that you're good at. I have so many clients that come to me and they're like, oh, Snake, I need to do social media, but I need to put an ad together, but I need to do this. And it's like, wait a second, what are you good at though? What exactly are you good at? Let's just mm -hmm. talk about that. Let's scale back. Let's kind of sim simplify it. That's how confidence and marketing goes hand in hand. If you're not confident, you're probably not marketing the business. But if you start building up the confidence in the right area, yeah, you're going to start, you know, taking more action taking more steps and putting yourself out there, putting your business out there and then attracting those right people. Yes. And the thing that I have found that is so amazing is I know <laughs> it takes finding that thing that like you're saying lights you up to begin with, because I know there'd been, I mean, in a previous iteration, I had a blog and I always wondered why aren't people coming to it? And it's because I, it just wasn't like I was blogging to blog, but not blogging because um. I loved it. And the minute I hit with a podcast and I love it and I can't stop talking to everyone about it, how much I love it. Like, yeah, yeah people show up, they're interested, you know, that it's, and it's such a total difference. And it, I, the shift that I also totally felt that I'm sure you guys, that you've seen with um, clients as well, is like, once you're in that space, it also doesn't feel like marketing really anymore. I mean, oh. there's some, some check boxes, right? You got to check, like schedule the ads or whatever, but it of doesn't course. feel like, uh, I'm putting myself out there. This is awful. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. no, of course I want to talk about it. I talked to Tanika. I want to tell people how awesome she is. Like, you know, exactly. Exactly. Oh, and that's, 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 yes, that's what I try to mention. Cause a lot of my clients, they come to me and they're like, oh, I don't know about marketing. I don't even want to do it. It's like, well, let's not even, we don't even have to label it that. Let's just mm -hmm. talk about you 
putting your message out there. So you're going to go and, you know, you like to do videos. So go do a video on the things that you love in your business, the things that you're the expertise at. Or if you're doing Instagram, take a picture of you doing, you know, in your element, what you're doing, what you love to do. Put that out there instead of trying to come up with these contrived things. I know there's a couple of lives that I've done where I think I was talking about being productive. And yes, I'm productive when I need to be. But (laughs) honestly, there are times when I just want to sit around all day and just there are some guilty pleasures. I love me some Netflix and I love me some (laughs) CVR programming. And those are the days that I kind of just need to um, sit down and watch a movie. But then when I put that out there and I show how genuine I guess I am, and that's really me, I'm not a huge marketing guru that working hard every single day and pumping out all these creative genius ideas and things like that. No, because my creativity doesn't flow all the time. I have to make sure in order to get the creative juices flowing that I'm doing something that's pleasurable to me. Because once I do that, then I can get back into it. And so it's so, it is marketing, but marketing is so different than what I think people have been accustomed to learn uh, what it's about. And I think that's kind of like the corporate, almost the corporate world um, type of marketing. This is totally different. This is like relationship marketing. This is messaging marketing. It's all about um, just, again, getting what you do or what you love, your passion out there. And when you're talking about something that you're passionate about or you're taking a picture of something that you're passionate about, that's what's going sh- to show to the people, to the audience out there. And that's what's going to bring them back in instead of, you know, a fake picture of you, you know, traveling, you know, you could be in Paris or something with me. It would be me and my kids, you know, it's my mm-hmm. kids doing funny stuff with me because they're always around as I'm working on my businesses. So it's, it's marketing is so much different than what I think people think it is. And so, yes, you have to kind of get over that. And just, again, it's all about getting your message out there, taking the action, making sure that you're confident and passionate about something um, and then putting that out there. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, everybody has to do social media or everybody has to write a blog. No, don't do those things if you don't like to do them. Do the things that you love to do and the people will, you'll eventually be in front of the right people that will come back to you. Yes. Yep. Oh, amen. All oh, that's so perfect. I just yes. love it. Oh, goodness. Well, I am guessing if people want to connect where can they find you um, and what's the best way to kind of get involved with what it is that you do, Tanika? Um, probably the easiest way to find me is on Facebook. I do have a website that is going through a rebrand. Um, you can find me there at TanikaMason.com, but I'm definitely very active on Facebook, on my Facebook page, and the, um, you can search for Tanika Mason Official, and um, I ask Uh, questions each day. I give marketing tips. Um, I do a little bit of dancing. We do all kinds of different things on my Facebook um, page. So definitely check me out there. Any questions, you know, I'm very, very, um, I love connecting with people and I love talking with people and engaging with them. I'm building up a a wonderful tribe of go-getters, women that are, you know, ready to take action, especially for 2018. And so just feel free to come and talk to me, talk and let me know what's going on. And I have, again, tons of different um, services, um, but basically the foundation for everything is confidence. And that's what I'm helping everybody to tap into. Yes. And you can find links to her site and to the Facebook group uh, and page in the show notes as well. 
happy to link up to, to those. Well, let's get to the last couple of questions. Um, okay. Where have you seen resistance come up in your in your life and how have you overcome it? It's funny because I teach about confidence and putting yourself out there. And honestly, I struggle with it too, still to this day. Lucky for me, though, I do know how to tap into my resistance-wise. I do um, come across it not every day, but definitely every week, whether it's from family or friends that don't actually know what I do or they don't believe in what I do, especially with the, the, some of the dancing as well that I do and the things that I teach. You know, I live in the South, and so this is big Bible Belt country, and mm. so I've had some... Some newspapers say some things. And again, like I said, you're always going to have haters and things that, that are going to come out. But honestly, they're not, um, they're not living my life. They're not uh, taking care of my kids. It's me. And so, again, I'm going to do the things that make me happy. And I do have an audience that appreciates that as well. And they want to make sure they're doing the same thing. You know, I still get nervous before I do a Facebook Live because I tend to be a perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so I tend to want things to be great and awesome. Um, but my audience, they know that, hey, sometimes Tanika just has an off day and they appreciate the honesty because I am honest with them. It's like, hey, I've been tired all week. I haven't been able to get to this. And they, they're very forgiving. So yeah, I do run into days where the confidence is just kind of at its low. So I'm, I'm normal. I'm human. I'm just like everybody else. And I still Although I teach and help them with their confidence and marketing, I find myself still uh, coming up against the same issues and fears that other women do as well. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I get that completely. I, and I'm glad that you're speaking into that because um, I think in whatever it is that someone is, is doing, you know, it, with joy being a platform, it doesn't mean I'm always joyful. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I'm a naturally happy person, but there are days, so. I think yeah, it's always good yeah. to like kind of look at that, that just because it's the thing that lights you up or that you always want to be around and, and can't stop talking about it doesn't mean you're always on your A game with it. And last and most joyfully, what are three ways you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world, or in other people's lives? Number one, to be passionate about something. And, you know, I don't care if it's you're passionate about computers or you're passionate about, you know, animals whatever it is, find out what that is, what lights you up and make sure that you're doing it. Because I think once you lose that, then you kind of lose yourself. And that's when you don't find joy in anything that you're doing. So definitely number one, find. Number two, take action. We talked about it earlier. Mm -hmm. Take action. You know, you have, you can't just sit and talk about all these things that you love and what makes you happy. You have to go out and actually do it. So definitely number two, take action. Oh, let's see. Number two, be forgiving of yourself and of others. Everybody's not going to agree with you. Everybody's not going to see things the way that you see it. Again, get back to yourself. Be forgiving of yourself as well. Yes. Oh, yes. So well stated. Thank you so much, Tanika, for being (laughs) on today and for sharing all your wisdom. This has just been such a treat to get to meet you. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I've so enjoyed the time. And I thank you so much for um, talking with me. Uh, it was amazing. I'm so happy right now. So <laughs> I'm so <laughs> joyful. <laughs> thank you for all of your insights and wisdom, Tanika, and for being on the show today. I really appreciate your taking the time to share with us about confidence. 
after our discussion, I really thought a lot about how confidence is at the heart of so much of the change that is going on in the world today and how the more that each of us find our voice and use it and start doing the things that light us up, the more positive influence we will all have. So I'm glad that you came. Thank you so much for bringing up these topics and for sharing your joy with us as well. If you want to find out more about Tanika and her mentoring, you can find links to her site and her Facebook page at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 124. While you are over at the website, I want to point out that I also have released in the last month a free retreat planning worksheet, which you can download and it would support you if you are planning a retreat, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. And I'll be doing a solo cast on it soon. If you're curious about what it takes to lead a retreat, you can find that sheet at the website, which is at (laughs) jumpstartyourjoy.com. Next week on the podcast, oh my goodness, you guys, I have a very, very special treat. It is an interview with the lead singer and drummer of the band Cowboy Mouth, and his name is Fred LeBlanc. If you've ever seen these guys perform live, you will know that they put out so much positive energy and just the whole message Fred shares with the people and the crowd and through his music is about joy and tuning into positive energy and believing in yourself and taking leaps of faith. And he and I talk all about it. And it's just, wow. (laughs) I don't even, I can't even say enough. So I hope that you will come back next week for episode 125 to hear from Fred LeBlanc. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.